Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Health Unfiltered podcast. My name is Dr. Rowe and I'm back with a snack time episode. Now, I do want to talk about how freaking cold it is. I'm currently... uh, back home in in Chicago. Um, it's about negative 12 right now. Um, if you ever get to see the video, I'm bundled up. I got, you know, a, a long sleeve shirt underneath. I'm in sweats. I got pants. Uh, I got a hoodie. Um, I did have a beanie on under the hoodie. It's just, it's cold out here, ladies and gents and everything in between. And um, so first of all, if you are in the the Midwest blizzard um, that I think is going to the Northeast. Uh, stay safe, stay warm. Um, and, you know, hopefully my sultry voice uh, helps to keep you warm. But that's first and foremost. Um, and it's also probably, uh, or it is why um, this is a snack time episode. So Brooke, had an I, Brooke and I had a, you know, full episode um, ready to, to be recorded. And then this blizzard messed up a lot of plans, um, which is hilarious because that's just how life goes sometimes. But, you know, I'm like, oh, easy. I got plenty of things to talk about on my own. It is what it is. Um, and the it is what it is episode for today, um, I really wanted to talk about really skill acquisition. Um, and what I mean by this is why through my own business, um, ROI health, and, and I would say most coaches hopefully are doing this. Um, while we tend to keep things basic, and I'm air quoting, right? Maybe simple is a better word um, for so long, especially when you are a new client or you're someone who's trying to get back into things. Um, and it boils down to skill acquisition um, and being able to be better at lifting or running or whatever it is you're working on. Um, which ultimately leads to better output, and then that leads to better gains, whether that means you become stronger quicker, whether that means you put on more muscle mass quicker, um, or if you are able to become faster quicker. But, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons to keep things simple from a coaching and a um, client perspective. One, it's much easier to track progress. Right. If I'm like, oh, this week I did bench, next week I did uh, overhead press, and then I decided to max out on curls. Like, how do I know if I'm getting better? Right. I don't know if my bench is going up. I don't know if my curls are going up. Right. Um, the things that you're putting stock into, it's very difficult to think about or to objectively see whether you're getting better 
as opposed to you doing it week after week. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that you think less about what to do. And as a client, that can be really important because, man, I'm just trying to get to the gym. I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things. And if I know that things between my first week, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth week are generally going to be the same, um, it's going to be a lot easier for me to go in and be like, it's Monday, it's bench, that's my main movement, and maybe some arm stuff, some core stuff. Whereas if you're trying to handle getting into the swing of things, um, becoming better about, you know, setting your processes in place to be like, oh, every Monday I do this, every Wednesday I do this, and things change consistently, it just makes it more difficult and we lose the main focus, which is going into the gym, crushing it, you know, pushing yourself. So it's just less of a mental load that you have to handle, um, which allows you to do more which is ultimately what we want to do, right? And the last thing and kind of the, the I'll say the, the point of this episode has to do with skill acquisition. Now, like anything, lifting is a skill, right? You get better as you do it. And then as it becomes more simple, you do more complex movements, you get better at that, life goes on, you do great. When you think of a new skill or the first time you learn to do something, right? did you get better at that by doing the most complex thing over and over? No, right? <laughs> Likely you did not. You hearken it back to um, just learning how to walk, right? You crawl, you stumble, you walk. Now you can walk pretty easily without thinking about it. Some of us, myself included, uh, can't do that without or can't do that and chew gum at the same time, right? So maybe I should have practiced that a little more. But you baby step it. You figure out what's going to happen here. Okay, now I take my next step. No pun intended. And then I go from there. And I just keep building on that. If you've never been to the gym, and the first thing I'm going to show you is a clean and jerk, right? What are we doing? Like, I don't even know. You don't even know if you can squat, if you can lift the bar. Um, and, and I, I say that kind of with, with squatting too. I think early in my career, it was really important to get someone in there and be like, the first thing we're going to do is squat. I have a good idea of blah, 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 what you can, what you can't do. It's a primary skill that all humans should be able to do. Um, and while that's true, while I do think that that's true, um, if you can't lunge, if you can't reverse lunge, if you can't hinge correctly, if you can't bridge correctly, if you can't hold yourself you know, in a steady posture, there's a lot of things we can fix or work on before we put a barbell on your back. Um, so even again, in my own training, things have, have, you know, you regress things to make things better over the long term. Um, but as you start, right, it's always easier to start with a simple movement that we can get better at, and then go from there. And so that's what, that's what we're talking about, right? Like, that's why it's important. Um, to treat this as a skill and get in that skill acquisition. Now, I kind of want to dive deeper into that because we have been mentioning the nervous system a lot, um, especially when it comes to, you know, like regulation of your stress, potentially of your hormones, um, and being able to to relax and go, right? Um, so this is the go part, right? How do we get better at going? Um, and I want to talk first about kind of how we 
um, transfer information within our within our brains and and kind of an overall view of what our nervous system is or does. Right? We take this information and in our brain we identify the stimulus. And so from there we decide what response we're going to have and then we pr- we have a like a movement program. So if I see bar, I think lift, my body knows extend arm to lift it. And that second half, which is like where the nervous system comes in, is the there's the motor program, the spinal cord, and then the muscles. Um, and really, this is just us saying like, hey, when after we have done, we're done thinking about it, now we're going to get our body to act on it. And this is the nervous system. And we split our nervous system into two different groups. We have our central nervous system, which is our brain and the spinal cord. And then the peripheral nervous system, which is all the nerves that innervate our muscles. Um, and now, you know, the brain and the spine, obviously, um, are very important in how we kind of structure these movements. So a little couple pieces of the brain I like to touch on is the premotor cortex, because that part of your brain is responsible for planning or organizing the movement before it occurs. So you can't just be like, I'm going to do this, right? Your body has to tell, or your brain has to tell your body, this is what we're getting ready to do. So everyone, all hands on deck. The next is the primary motor cortex and the supplementary motor area. Um, These two are primarily responsible for initiation of the movement. So now that I've got all hands on deck, we're going to get going, right? We're going to start. And then from there, right, it's going to work in conjunction with the cerebellum because the cerebellum, which is closer to the brainstem, um, it might actually be considered the brainstem. I'm blanking here, Um, but it's responsible for balance, responsible for coordination and for fine motor control. And what's really important here is that it corrects for error during a movement. So, you know, there's been plenty of times if you've been lifting, right, where like things feel weird and you're like, oh, you know, you do the little Midwest, like, oh, I got to fix this. Um, That's part of your cerebellum being like, hey, this is not working the way that it should be, the way I'm used to it moving. Let's correct it. Let's shift to the left. Let's activate your spinal rectors a little more. Let's flex your leg a little more, right? Those are part of the processes that are keeping you safe, one, and then two, that are allowing for you to do the work that's needed um, and continue to to move. And in this case, it's continue to lift, to lift heavier um, or to lift more efficiently, right? Because is it better that you squat, you know, 315 for like five really terrible reps? Or is it better to do 315 for two really clean reps? I'm sure you can get into some argument there. But from a skill acquisition standpoint, um, especially at the beginning, you know, it's more clean reps and cleaner reps are going to help with skill acquisition in the long term. Now, this communication from the brain down to the muscles is like, it's so cool. I love the the motor neuron. Um, I love the the whole complex of, of thinking about like, we don't think about what we're doing. We just do it. I'm holding this mic. <laughs> I'm shivering. 
trying to to keep my focus and my energy up. Um, but all these things are happening because my brain is telling my muscle to do these things and I don't have to think about it. But I do want to kind of focus in on on that communication from brain to muscle. I mean, it boils down to the neuron, right? We have different types of neurons. We have our efferent and afferent and inner neurons, which I don't think are really important for the context of this. Um, but our afferent, and it's really A-F-F-E-R-E-N-T, afferent, um, those neurons are responsible for sending impulses to the CNS. So they're they're really sensory neurons where like as I'm touching the the ground or as I'm holding the mic, like I feel that it's going to my brain and now my brain has to send some sort of signal. And then we have efferent neurons, which is E-F-F-E-R-E-N-T. Um, these are, I think, kind of what we think of more of a neuron or a motor neuron because they're motor neurons that send neural impulses from the CNS, so from the brain and the spinal cord, to the muscle fibers. Um, and in a very basic sense, what this boils down to is we have a sensory receptor uh, that is stimulated. It goes up to the spinal cord. It goes up to the brain. It signals the thalamus. And then the cerebral cortex is fired. From there, now it's the brain has to send a signal down to the muscles. So originating in the cerebellum, this signal goes down the spinal cord through a different pathway. It fires the motor neurons, which are connected to skeletal muscle, and that allows us to contract. That allows us to do something. And so there's this like beautiful mix of signal going in and out, in and out, and it's consistently changing based on the movement that we're doing, based on the environment that we're in, like all these variables that your body is trying to correct for. And because there's so many things that can affect it, there's a lot of ways that we can get better, right? So why is it important? Why is it important that, one, we have a basic understanding of the nervous system, and two, that we keep things simple? And the answer is like, well, this is how we get better, right? We get better, and it's better that things are simple because our ability to process information becomes quicker. The ability for the message to be sent becomes quicker. The neuron that innervates the muscle becomes bigger, becomes faster, and has a stronger impulse. So you can contract a lot better. You can contract stronger. You can innervate more muscles, causing those to contract more. And then from there, we get ultimately what we want is you become more efficient. You become more skilled at doing whatever it is you're doing. And that leads to a better bang for your buck. You know, if I tell you, hey, we're going to pick up this dumbbell and we're, we are going to activate all of the muscle within the bicep. Um, you know, I don't want to get into like the, the motor neurons. It is a snack time episode. Um, but if I say you're quote unquote using 70% of your muscle um, to pick up 35 pound dumbbell, that's great, right? And you do eight reps of that, you get a certain amount of volume. But if you're using 80, 85% of your biceps to pick up that same dumbbell, 
I think there's enough there for you to think about, oh, well, I'm doing more work now. I'm stimulating more muscles now, even though I'm using the same amount of weight. So what does that mean? Well, one, it means you're getting better, which is what we want. But two, it means that you become more efficient at stimulating what you need to stimulate those muscles. And so more of those muscle fibers are getting volume. So they're getting trained to handle more load. So they're becoming stronger. They're becoming bigger. They have more reason to become stronger and bigger because more work is being done on them. And so, again, this is like what it boils down to is that you become smoother at the action. You activate more muscle. You allow yourself to gain more volume. You get gains quicker. And that, in its essence, is why we keep things so simple at the beginning. One, again, like I said, it's easier to track. Two, it's easier for you to think about as a client. But three, if I can get you better, quicker, you can become more efficient. I don't know, man. In my mind, feels like it's a better trade-off, um, especially in the long run, right? I would rather you crush the basics, be very good at those, than kind of be just okay at every movement. Um, and so as you either work with me or work with a coach or do your own program, just as a reminder to keep things simple because the payoff is going to be way better in the long run. You can track things better. Um, and ultimately you get better a lot quicker. And then this is a lesson for life, right? And other things, things I have to remind, <laughs> remind myself is that you can't be good at everything right away. As much as I hate saying it, as much as I hate saying that out loud, because in my mind, I'm like, well, you can't, but I can, right? I'm sure a lot of us are that way. Um, but yeah, just just like with everything else, it's better to start off easy, to have a plan, to have it build upon you know, itself um, so that you get better quicker. But um, you know, that's why we love lifting, because it uh, has a lot of lessons that lessons that permeate to the rest of life. Um, so yeah, just wanted to talk about that really quick. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope it gave you something to think about as far as what your training looks like, what you think you're, uh, maybe some conversations you want to have with your coach, um, or you know, just some reaffirmation of the things that you're doing and and how in the long long run that's uh, that's really good for you. So please stay warm. Please. Don't be too dumb and go outside shirtless and whatnot at negative 20 degrees. Um, reminder to eat your snacks, especially in cold weather like this. And we'll catch you next time. Play that music. Peace out, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit WestNutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at HealthUnfilteredPod. Catch you next time.